My next guest on the Sparks by Ignium podcast is Eugene Turk. He's the VP of Business Development and General Counsel for Align, based in New Orleans. I met Eugene first at Dallas at the Scaling Up Summit 2022. But I've been working with Eugene over the last two years, learning about the Scaling Up scoreboard and how we can help implement that into our clients' businesses within the Scaling Up community. But the key to it is not that it's a software tool. The key is it helps you align your goals with the activities you're taking. Within any sports game, whenever we go to sports, we always know what the score is. We all know how long to go. We know where the play is happening. And that's what Align does for us. We also call it the Scaling Up Scoreboard, depending which way you look at the branding. But the key is the Scaling Up Scoreboard helps you understand what the score is today and what your activities are. I've put it into this next month's work because this is a combination of commercial and cultural. I believe actually when you commercially understand where you're going, you can build the cultural teams around that to help you achieve your goals. And to me, that's what Align does. It helps you culturally get set with the right people in the right roles to do the right jobs. And you can work with them in a psychologically safe way to help them understand what they need to be doing. So it's not about failing, missing your targets. It's about understanding how those targets can be met in the best possible way. So welcome to the show, Eugene Turk. Well, thank you, Phil. I appreciate you uh, inviting me to come on this podcast, and it really is a treat and a pleasure. Um, so yes, uh, I am currently the Vice President of Business Development and General Counsel at a company called Align, which is the maker of the Scaling Up Scoreboard software. So um, those are two very different hats for anyone to really wear within an organization. I wear the General Counsel hat uh, simply because before coming into technology, I spent nearly 20 years as a litigator or a, a barrister, perhaps, if, if that is the UK term. We understand um, that. Uh, in the United States, representing Fortune 500 and small companies um, in lawsuits in which they were filed uh, against them as defendants. So I was defending uh, corporations. Um, and so in that sense, I do still sort of fulfill a legal role within the business. Um, but more of my time is spent in the VP of business development side, which is really centered on um, finding, um, fostering and nurturing strategic partnerships, um, including with um, coaches, scaling up certified coaches, independent coaches all over the globe um, to help them better understand how they can use a tool like the scaling up scoreboard software or the Align software when they're really working with small and mid-market companies to help implement what you and I know are the sort of generally accepted good business habits at the core of the Rockefeller habits and the scaling up methodology. Yeah, I love it. And I think that's key, actually, isn't it? Because one thing you said to me when we were talking before, you know, you're helping people on their journey to success because that's yes. what Align is all about, that software tool. And we, and we use this word interchangeably, Align and scaling up scoreboard. I guess as a scaling up coach, I'm calling it scaling up scoreboard. But as you say, the, the, the organization that sits behind that is Align. Mm -hmm. And it's all about aligning people along their journey, aligning to their purpose, aligning to their mission to make sure they've got a track. Um, is that right? And when I say that word align, is that how you would phrase it as well? That's absolutely correct. So you and I both know that one of the sort of fundamental exercises that as a scaling up coach you do with your clients is helping a company identify their core purpose, yeah. sort of their why, the Simon Sinek start with why. And so for us at Align, our core purpose is aligning companies and their people on their journey to success. And so for us, what that means really is 
um, thinking about how do we make our software in a way that is going to create transparency, that's going to create visibility, that's going to create some accountability in the business where everyone, um, the way I sort of phrase it is we want, if you're in a rowboat, you want everyone rowing in the same direction. That is true alignment. Because if we have a destination that we as a group of people in a boat or a group of employees in an organization, that, that destination is where we are trying to get to. Um, if we are all rowing in different directions, um, it's going to take us a lot more effort and a lot more time to get there than it does if we're rowing in the same direction aligned towards a common goal target sort of uh, finish line for what we're trying to achieve yeah i love it i love it and i love that sentiment you know linking it back to the why because at the end of the day you know, my, my business is all around within I mean, what I do within Ignium. It's about creating common purpose within the business to better engage your employees. Mm -hmm. We use scaling up as a toolkit because we believe it's the best tools we can find around linking you between purpose and activity at one end. So you've actually got a direct link between everything you do in your business and the purpose of it. So you're guiding yourself in that direction. And that's why I think, you know, linking ourselves through to the, the Rockefeller habits and linking us through to the quarterly goals, the rocks within the business actually all is about alignment. And that's why I think scaling up scoreboard works for us because we know that actually that's the best tool to enable us to put all of the detail and the data into one place. So that's what I'd love to talk more about with you as we go on. I think it's it's been proven time and time again that when your employees have a understanding of where you're trying to go as a business and sort of how their um, roles and their contributions are helping the organization get to that end result, um, typically you create a much happier, more successful, more productive culture in the business. You know, particularly what, what, do we, what we, I think, hear more and more is that millennials are choosing to work for companies based on purpose and values and knowing how what they are doing is contributing to some achievement of a higher strategic goal or objective for the business. That they want to know how is my small contribution as a marketing manager or as a sales associate, um, how does that fit into the bigger picture of what we as an organization are trying to achieve? And that's really what Scaling Up does and what our software is intended to facilitate is to give everybody line of sight into, okay, where, you know, who are we as a business, sort of core values and core purpose, the why do we exist? Where do we see ourselves going? Meaning, everybody's got to have a goal. We got to have that finish line that we're trying to get to. How do we see ourselves getting there? What you just talked about, connecting the values to the action items. What are we actually going to do? And how well are we actually doing on that journey? Are we hitting our goals? Are we falling behind? If so, you know, what are the things that we can learn from both those successes and the failures that we have along the way? Yeah. And, and I think that's clear, isn't it? Because I think it's that learning for the successes and the failures. I'd, I'd love to take a step back in terms of the, the history of Align. I know sure. from your perspective, you know, you've, you've joined Align to, to, to work within the business, um, but there's a, there's a great history there in terms of why it works. So, so I don't know, just you can go back into, you know, how did the business of Align come about and how did this relationship with scaling up come about? Because I think those are two things that I think are really key to making this work for the future as well. So Align has been around for about a decade now. And it was originally created by a serial entrepreneur uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana, which is where Align is headquartered and based. And this serial entrepreneur at the time in 2012 
was working with uh, a Gazelle's coach, now known as Scaling Up Coaches, uh, to implement the Rockefeller habits in his primary business, which was a software technology company in the association space. They made an association management software solution. And this company had a team here in the United States. They had a team in India. They had a team in Pakistan. So they were dispersed globally. Um, and they were trying to implement quarterly priorities and KPI updates and critical numbers. And at the time, this entrepreneur was having his teams in India and Pakistan literally fill out a piece of paper, scan it, and fax it back to the United States home office in order to update either daily or weekly KPIs and things like that. And so at some point he said, there's got to be a better way for us to get insight into how well remote teams are doing, et cetera. And so what he decided to do, because he had a technology company, he had some in-house development resources. He said, go and build this so it can help run our business. And so that's how it originally was created, sort of really as a side project to help this entrepreneur run his primary business and implement these business habits. What then happened is that Gazelle's coach, um, you and I know Andy Bailey, um, he loved what was built so much and said, can I go take this to all of my other coaching clients? And so that's kind of how it organically grew through the coaching distribution channel. And Andy ultimately brought the software to Vern Harnish, of course, author of Rock Habits and Scaling Up. And so um, for a long time, Vern loved what was built and would go and when he would give speeches and, and presentations, and even in the book Scaling Up, there's reference to the Align software. Uh, for a long time, that was sort of um, Vern's recommended software tool for the implementation of the Scaling Up methodology. Ultimately, we partnered with Vern. We created a private branded white labeled version now called the Scaling Up Scoreboard, and that's how we've come to today. Got it. Okay. So actually that's the story. So, so it was Andy Bailey and the entrepreneur building this piece of software actually as a result of doing it by paper and hand Correct. work within a business to implement the, the Gazelle's Rockefeller habits work at that time. Yep. And then fast forward that Andy taking it to Vernon saying, this is a tool we need to be using within scaling up. Yep. Wonderful. So you've got a tool here that actually works in scaling up, but actually it works outside. You know, a lot of other companies yeah. do this who aren't related to scaling up because it's all about aligning yourself within your business. Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, what we're talking about are generally accepted good business habits. I mean, I think, uh, I think you and I would probably both agree that many business owners and CEOs tend to get bogged down in the operational and the tactical. And what we're trying to do is help them think more strategically, sort of elevate their thought to where do we see ourselves going? How do we see ourselves getting there? Um, and so it doesn't matter whether you are a scaling up aficionado or you don't know anything about scaling up at all. What we're talking about is helping companies sort of have a way to document a strategic plan. So actually putting it down in written form, things like core values and purpose and a BHAG, and where do we see ourselves three to five years from now, or where do we see ourselves 90 days from now at the end of the quarter? Uh, and then being able to execute on that plan. It's certainly one thing to have a strategic plan. I know many, many companies who say, I have a strategic plan. It's all right here. 
I'm the CEO, I'm the founder, here's my strategic plan. I know where we want to go. Um, to that, I say, well, none of your employees, by the way, I'm pointing to my head for those of you yeah, listening okay, yeah. my audio, um, who say, you know, my strategic plan is all in my head. Uh, well, none of your employees are mind readers. And so they don't know what the strategic plan for the business is. And then, um, you know, we're talking about setting goals and having individuals have KPIs and numbers that they are measuring and tracking against. That's generally accepted, whether you're a Vern Harnish a lover, whether you like uh, Jim Collins, whether you follow Pat Lencioni, whether you're a Gino Wickman fan, it doesn't matter. These are all sort of core concepts that every business should be implementing as you're looking to grow and get to the next level of success. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's it about that, getting to that next level of success, because we all know that, you know, so many businesses have their plans and it sits in a folder. They go away for a, mm-hmm. an annual retreat. They create a two-day plan. So over a two-day, they create a plan for the future. They may have a three-year or five-year plan, but at least they have a one-year plan. And then it comes back and it sits in the folder and it sits on the shelf and no one does it, anything with it. And so many times, you know, the joke I've seen is where we've been created a strategic plan and you go back a year later and that plan is propping open the door to allow the business to come <laughs> out. So everyone sees the plan every day, but it's just a doorstop. And, and we know that's a pointless plan. Yeah, it's either that or a dust collector. Yeah, exactly. It does the same thing. So I think the, the key here is you've got something that's online. So, so we've got the, we also have to go through a bit of work. And again, I know some of the answers to these questions, but I can ask you them from a naive point of view. Um, we have to go through a piece of work by, to put data into the system, because without the data, you can't make it work. Um, once we've captured that data, what's the benefit, though? You mentioned earlier when, when this piece of this tool was created, it was about someone before they were faxing information back and forwards. How does a line as a tool or scaling up scoreboard a tool bring that data to the forefront? How does it get used within the business once it's put in there for real? Yeah, so what it does is it keeps high level strategic thinking, strategic planning and strategic execution top of mind and top of focus. You just described it. People have uh, strategic plans that then are holding the door open or collecting dust. Um, What we want to do is, listen, you're a a scaling up coach or you're what we would call a self-implementing company. You've gone through the exercise of creating a strategic plan. It would be a waste for that team to then simply go back to their offices and just you know, put their nose to the grindstone and just execute on the operational and the tactical things that they do day in and day out, working in the business and completely forget about the priorities and the high level strategic goals that we just worked so hard to, you know, sort of materialize uh, that are going to help us work on the business. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to keep that on the business stuff top of mind. So we create a dashboard and we create daily huddles and weekly huddles, these communication rhythms that are sort of, you know, at the forefront of the methodology that really help um, teams and organizations at least communicate on a regular basis, not just about selling more widgets, but how do we become the biggest widget seller in the UK or whatever it is your goal is to become. Um, 
and what are we learning from these goals that we've set? Like you said, there's always lessons learned, both in our successes and our failures. We want to set these good communication rhythms. We also want to sort of celebrate our achievements as an organization. So when we hit certain goals and targets, we want to keep that front and center. We want to create a positive culture within the business that really does help sort of professional and personal growth of your employees. You want to be able to identify who your A players are and celebrate them and reward them um, because everybody has sort of this insight into how well everybody is doing. And I don't, and I'm not trying to describe a situation where it's very big brother-esque, where, you know, big brother is watching you and how well you're doing. Um, this is accountability and this is insight that's really meant to help people so that if you see an employee that is struggling against their goals and targets, it's not to shame them yeah, yeah. because they aren't keeping up. It's to find out, hey, what are the obstacles? What are the problems you're encountering so that we as your manager or we as your leadership team can help you get the resources, the training, the additional skills that you need to become better at that role and be able to hit these targets maybe next quarter or the quarter after that. And I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Because we all know, you know, as, as coaches, we go into businesses on, on a regular basis, whether it's two weekly, monthly or quarterly, depending on what you do. Um, and part of our job is actually to, to facilitate the conversation about where they're going strategically. But actually their job is to keep themselves on track, to keep doing it. Yes. Because we can't, as coaches, hold them accountable to what they're doing. We want them to go and do the work they commit to because that's the investment they're making in their business. And, and often as coaches, we'll hold up at the, the mirror to them at the end of the day and say, okay, look, you said you were going to do these things. What are those things haven't you done? And from having a scoreboard like this, you've got something there. And I think that word scoreboard is key, isn't it? Because I think, you know, whenever we talk about sports, it's always, we can always look at, we always know how long to go. And we always know what the score is. Now in business, you don't know how long to go specifically, but you do know how long your quarter is. You do know how long your year is. So you've got a timeline to say, look, by the end of this next quarter, you know, I'm sitting on June 6th, 2022. So by June 6th, 2023, where do we want to be? And actually, where do we want to be in three weeks, three months time by, June, by, by September 6th? Where do we want to be three months time after that? So you can track that on a period of time and really monitor what you're doing. And I think this is the bit that I'm hearing from you that the scoreboard gives you the ability to track things regularly yes and the quarter uh, sometimes people ask well why a quarterly basis why not track things on a monthly basis or on a weekly basis and really the quarter is the perfect time because it sets uh, a 13-week sprint typically 90 days is about 13 weeks and you can set a goal that is ambitious that you're going to track over multiple months within that quarter and if things aren't going well by the middle you will know it because the software will show you you're not you're 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 off pace for where you should be. So uh, at that point, it's not oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to hit my target. At that point, it's okay. What are the course corrections that we need to make? What are the changes that we could effectuate that will turn this around? So it's a long enough period that it isn't too long that you sort of lose track of things, you know, if you were tracking things over a six month basis, or a 12 month basis, within three months, 90 days, I can set a goal, it's ambitious. And, you know, a month into it, I can look and say, okay, am I on pace? How am I doing? What are the adjustments that I need to make in order to get this 
uh, goal back on track so that by the end of the period, I can look back and I can tell my managers, I can look at the leadership team, or as a CEO, I can show all of our employees, look at how much we've achieved and look at what the impact this has had on our business, all within a short 90-day times period. Yeah. And I think that's the key, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people do not track the goals. And we know that the best businesses out there are the ones that track their goals on a regular basis and are monitoring it. And you mentioned about uh, a daily or weekly huddles. It's people are doing that. They've got their dailies, they've got the weeklies, they've got a monthly. So they've got a cadence of meetings in their diary. People know when they're planning things for, when they're doing things, and they actually know when they're reporting them as well. And it does keep people accountable. Listen, there's no surprise that one of the most successful business books is called Measure What Matters by John Doerr. So, uh, you know, it's it's if um, things that you're not measuring aren't probably that important to you in your business, because the most important things you are measuring, I guarantee you every business is measuring revenue. And I guarantee, I guarantee you every business is measuring how many widgets did we sell this month? Or how many accounts did we close this month? And I think if you actually asked most business owners to actually just sit down and for 30 minutes, make a list of all of the most important numbers that they would consider um, critical in their business, they would come up with quite a number that they probably couldn't tell you exactly what the value of that number is as they sat there at that moment. So then the question is, I know this number is important, but yet I don't know what the value of that number is right now. I probably should, or at least have a way to be able to very quickly see what that number is. Because if that number is trending low or trending high, that's going to help my decision-making process as a business leader, as a manager, as an employee, as to what are we doing well? And maybe we need to do more of that or what are we falling behind on and what are the things and the adjustments we can make to change that? And, and interesting, as you, was, as you were talking then, I was thinking about this, you know, we talk about, you know, you mentioned about what measure, what matters. We're talking about tracking things. So we've got those tangible things like revenue or widgets or profitability or number of sales closed. Um, I, I always have to make the differentiation here between source and outcome because the outcome we want is revenue, profit, mm-hmm. margin. Yeah. But the source activity, the source of our success, all the things we do to track that. And I think that's the beauty of some of these tools as well, isn't it? In terms of putting activities in there that you can track to say, Phil Rose is accountable for this. And these are the things you're doing within that accountability. Listen, this is the whole premise of lagging indicators. So there are certain actions that we are going to take that will hopefully have a positive impact on our business, but we won't see it until it shows up in those lagging indicators, right? So I may say, I want to increase my revenue by 20%. Well, what am I going to do to increase revenue by 20%? Well, maybe I need to get a thousand more leads into my sales pipeline or into my sales funnel, because I know at the rate that we convert an opportunity, sales opportunity, if I can get a thousand leads into the funnel this quarter, based on a you know, 20% conversion rate, that's going to generate at least 20% more revenue. So these are the actions we're gonna take. We're gonna start doing, creating uh, content marketing, and we're gonna partner with some uh, big players in this particular vertical or whatever it is. Those are the, your quarterly priorities, the action items that you're going to take 
that will hopefully have a positive income outcome, sorry, a positive outcome uh, on your uh, lagging indicators, meaning you set a critical number. And if we can achieve these priorities, we know that this is going to have a positive impact on our business. So let's go out there and do this. And you're absolutely right. And you're absolutely right. Because coming up with those priorities, that is the hard part. That's the part where you as the coach or the CEO, you're sort of facilitating those mental exercises to identify, okay, what are the two or three? And that's it. Really, you can't focus on everything. You have to be able to sort of be disciplined and say, here are the two or three most important things we should focus on doing in the next 90 days. Those are going to be our company priorities. Because if we are able to achieve these two or three things, we know for certainty that is going to have a positive effect on the future success of our business. So let's not try to do everything. Let's just focus on these two, th two or three things. Let's talk about them on a regular basis. Them, let's measure and track them. And, and hopefully there will be lessons learned and celebrations at the end for the things that we've been able to achieve. It's not easy. It's simple, but it's not necessarily easy to do. The work is hard. Yeah, it's interesting, actually. And when you say the work is hard, because to me, it's, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a business supplying a software tool to help coaches like me help businesses get themselves under under control and understand where they're going but yep. the key is the data going in has to be correct in the first place because at the end of the day the system is never going to solve the problem if the data going in is incorrect so when you said just now the role of the coach is to help the client find the two or three top priorities that they need to work on this next quarter they can put them in the system but if those priorities are wrong there's two things can happen one is you're going to notice that because you're going to be off track further but also if your priority is wrong getting the system, the system's not going to save you. It's just going to flag up there's an issue. Listen, I tell everybody, I am not a coach. I am not a CEO. Um, nobody on my team uh, is a coach or a CEO, but we are software people. And so you're absolutely right. Um, I am never going to tell anybody what their goals or what their targets should be or what their quarterly priorities are, are, are going to be. Um, that is something that whoever... Uh, is running that team or uh, is the head of that business, they know that better than anybody else. Um, maybe with the help of a coach who's helping them sort of bring it out of them. Um, but yes, once you put it in the software, the, the funny thing is our software, it, it, it's kind of a tool that it's not an everyday, all day use software. You know, I, I don't, Phil, I know you don't ask your clients to use the scoreboard all day, every day. That's not the way it's intended to be used. It's, it's really just a tool, unlike, uh, I know we talked about um, in the business, every single company out there, I think, probably already has at least three or four software applications that they are using day in and day out to run the business. They've got a CRM, they've got project management, they've got task management, they've got financial accounting software, maybe they've got an ERP. All of those are the day-to-day minutiae of the business, that's in the business. Software like ours, that's goal tracking and, and strategic planning software, really sits at a higher level. Uh, and it's focused on working on the business. And so it only takes about five or 10 minutes, either once a day or at least once a week, to go in and put in that valuable data 
that gives everyone an understanding of how well we're doing. So in five or 10 minutes, you go in, you update your huddles. We haven't even talked about the importance no. of, of a yeah, huddle really do that and how that really drives sort of the execution of all of this. So you update your huddle in the software. And then two is you update your KPIs. You check off any strategic action items or tasks that you've completed and you update your critical numbers. It's just a few clicks, but the value in the information that that provides to the rest of the team is huge because we now see sort of in real time, not just how many widgets are we selling, but what are we doing to open a new location? Or how are we doing on creating a new product line that's really gonna elevate us into a completely different stratosphere of either market or clients or sort of you know scope in terms of where we are as a business. That's what our software is focused on. So interesting, isn't it? So, so you've got a software tool and you've got the processes that scaling up or other systems bring. Correct. And effectively, what we're doing is through the scaling up toolkit, we're now identifying the questions that we need to be asking to enable you to create as a business owner, the, 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 the map of where you're going. And then we load that into the scaling up scoreboard, the align tool. And that's the thing that enables people to track their progress. So coach and software go hand in hand that we use each one of those on a periodic basis, but not every day to keep you on track to track on things. No, absolutely. I think, you know, every business there, there uh, listen, um, EOS, Gino Wickman Robo, it's the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And I do have to give him credit for that. It's a wonderful title because every business does need to have an operating system, whether it's scaling up, whether it's EOS, or whether it's you know a Frankenstein of different sort of components that you pull from whatever book or webinar that you may have attended. Um, it's Again, it's a tool that helps you be able to create this operating system of having a strategic plan, being able to execute on that strategic plan, being able to set communication rhythms within your organization so everyone is talking about it, everybody is well informed, and it doesn't go more than a week without somebody checking in on, hey, how are you doing on this priority? How's, you know, are, are you hitting your numbers? Are you struggling? Are you stuck? Do you need some help? Let's figure out how to provide you additional resources to get you to the finish line. And, and there's one bit you mentioned there, two bits you mentioned actually when you said that last one. Um, the bits you mentioned there is actually people can check in where you're up to. It's not about checking up on you. It's about checking right. to say what help do you need? And then it's look at how do you get to the, the finish line? Because I think this is one of the problems a lot of people see with these tools. You know, it, it's all about, if I think about when I started using CRM tools a long time ago, um, for my business or business I was part of, some people were, were quite nervous about things. If they hadn't done the things they said they would do in the tool, in the software, when they came around to their weekly sales meeting, someone would say, well, did you make those phone calls? Uh, and they would either hide the fact that they didn't make the phone call or come up with some random answer to cover up their tracks. But the key is here by actually, if you've got it in an open system, providing the psychological safety, say, okay, what support do you need to help you make the things happen that you said you would make happen? That's it's really funny. You, you just met, you, you said a keyword is the psychological uh, sort of effect. Yeah. Um, you know, um, software is just a tool. Um, and our software, you know, we tend to focus on things that are very visual. So, you know, easy color displays, red, yellow, and green tells you immediately what you need to know. And the, this is, I've heard Vern say this, I've heard lots of speakers say this, we are psychological beings. And so what that means is that no one wants to be in the red. 
when they log into the system and they see the things that they are being held accountable for, if they are in the red, they are going to put energy, time, and effort into getting that into the yellow and into the green ultimately. So it's not, again, I said this earlier, it's not meant to shame anyone. It's just to give them information about how well are you doing given where we are today against where we hope to be by the end of the period. And if you're starting to fall behind, that's okay. You still got time to catch up, but it is something that you need to focus on and it is something you need to spend a little time and energy working on to generate X number of leads or to close more deals. And listen, and if you're struggling, that's great because your manager will see that and it will hopefully reach out and provide some assistance. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's the key, isn't it? It's about that support. So you think, so you actually got some tracking there, the red, the yellow, green, and then you can track into things before it becomes a critical problem. Let's do Correct. something about it up front. Okay, so there's and, and listen, tools there. We, we, we always know that in every organization, there are people's there are people who by different types, they will welcome this type of sort of accountability. They like being able to show that they hit 110% of their goals. They will be proud and they will want, they will view themselves uh, uh, as a players within the organization. On the flip side of that is you have those who will hide, who oftentimes will try to hide behind their numbers. And they say, you know, well, this is what happened. And these are the things that kept me from hitting my goals. And ultimately, if that person doesn't hit their goals over two, three, maybe even four quarters, it's a great way for you to identify really who are your A players and who are the players that either need more development, more skills training. Uh, maybe that person just isn't in the right role within your organization. Maybe they need to, they have a skill set that is better suited for some other role within your organization, or ultimately maybe they're just not the right fit for your organization as a whole. Yeah, so actually by tracking, it's kind of like the same thing with it, by tracking the data, we're tracking what's going on with the individual and we can provide extra support them for, support for them. And as you say, actually we can then identify whether they need to move or be upskilled to enable them to do the job right. better. Right. So I love that. So, so in terms of people coming into, obviously, the, the, the client themselves, they have to own this software in some way because they're the ones who uh, make it work, but they don't have to do all the data every day for themselves. They have to have somebody in there accountable for it, I'm assuming. So what's the best process you can work with in terms of someone taking hold of it, managing it, getting the data and keeping it up to date? So that's one of the great things. My team, we actually do all of the onboarding, all of the training, all of the instruction. We provide all of the customer and technical support to get teams up and running. You're absolutely right. We generally like to have what we call an internal champion within any organization. It doesn't matter whether it's my software or any other software. It's always going to be the case. Someone has to drive the adoption and the engagement with any tool, whether you're trying to implement Salesforce in your organization, or whether you're trying to implement, you know, um, um, Monday.com or Asana, it doesn't matter. Someone has to be sort of what we call a cheerleader and a champion to say, listen, I'm not here to do all of the data entry for you, but I'm just here to remind you at least once a week, go in and update this because, you know, all the leaders are looking at this. The CEO is looking at this. And, and that's the great thing is um, for leadership, often a tool like this, like I said, we've got six or seven other software applications. Imagine as a CEO being able to log into a line or the scaling up scoreboard and seeing a single dashboard 
of all of the most important metrics that come from those six different software applications. So I'm a CEO, this becomes my single source of truth. I can log in and I can see what's my most important number that comes from Salesforce. What's my most important number that comes from HubSpot? What's my most important number that comes from my uh, financial accounting or QuickBooks account? What are we doing in terms of digital marketing and everything? And if I can see that a number is red, well, then I can go and I can talk to my VP of marketing or whatever and dig into Salesforce or that application and get a deeper dive on what might be the issue. But if I can get a top line, immediate look at my most important numbers and identify where I need to spend my time and energy as a business leader, that's invaluable information. Yeah, I love that. And, and I think, you know, we're all, we all see the time critical issues with, that run within any business. And actually for a business leader to be able to get that data on a single dashboard, pull together all that information, that's the key to this. It's all about managing the data, enabling, enabling you to see the critical numbers at a glance so you know what's happening on your dashboard, lagging and leading indicators of what's coming up. So, Phil, I, I know you probably teach this. And it's probably very hard for most business owners to do this. And, and this is something I've heard Vern say that most business owners, if you were to ask them, they would say that they spend 20% strategic, 80% tactical and operational today. And it should be the complete flip that as a business owner, you should be spending 80% of your time thinking strategically about your business and 20% of your time operationally and tactically. Um, this goes back to you know John D. Rockefeller. He basically had meetings one day a week with all of his senior leaders on the operational and the tactical side. The rest of the week was spent were thinking and, and doing things on a strategic basis to grow and scale the business. And so this helps elevate the business owner. This helps elevate the business leader out of you know, the weeds. And, and fighting fires, you know, the operationally and tactically, there are people in the organization that you have hired that should be doing that for you so that you can do the high level thinking that's really going to drive the future success of the business. And I, and I love that because I think this, that's music to my ears when you say that, because this is something we teach every year we yep. work with. I say teach, we preach rather than teach, because we know <laughs> this is the thing that should be doing. And the reason we say the same message over and over again is because they don't hear it because they feel they've got to be doing it. But we know the great ones are the ones who step up and say, I get it. I need to step yeah. back from the from doing and get on to being on top of the business. I, it's I it's very my, hard to do. It's very hard to do. It is. And I, I look over my bookshelf that I've got the E-Myth Revisited, which was given to me many years ago by my first mm -hmm. accountant. My first accountant, because I, I changed accountant a number of years later because they moved on. But it's by Michael E. Gerber. And that book was all about the business owner who gets stuck in their business. because They have the systems in place to run it. And we know that those business owners who step up into a leadership role are the ones who can really manage the business at a higher level. And they don't, in fact, they don't even manage, they lead the business because they have managers in to do that leadership. And actually that's the thing that makes the business work because all the, the systems, as you said, right at the beginning, it goes from purpose through to activity. We've got that trans, transparent uh, line of sight. We know why we're doing something, we know what we're doing, how we can track it. And the business owner can, as you said, 80% strategy, 20% operational. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's the key. So, so if nothing else, that's what the Align tool can help you do. Yes, It gets that visibility so you can step back and see what's going on without having to get stuck in the weeds every moment of the day. Yes. And, and, and listen, uh, there's a lot of employees in many organizations that are looking to the leader for the vision of where the organization is going. They're not looking to the CEO 
to help you know fix an HR problem where they're not looking to for the ECO to be making sales. That's the operational, the tactical side. You have to spend time developing the vision for the business. Where are you going to go in the next 90 days? And no one else is going to sort of do that uh, unless they get that visionary leadership from the very top. And that's what we're trying to give a leader more time to focus on by sort of just giving them a very easy, very clear understanding of how well the business is doing at a high level uh, at any given time so that they have comfort knowing that beep is getting done um, and, and they can focus on uh, generating that visionary strategic view of the future success of the business. I love it because that, that's the key, isn't it? And, you know, from a, from a scaling up coach point of view, and just a coach, you know, I've been business coaching for many years now. And I think even if I take my scaling app hat off and put on any other coaching app, it's all about helping people understand what is it they need to do. So if I take themselves into a personal context, I want the people I'm working with to understand what is it they need to go ahead and do in the next 90 days or next 180 days. I want them to understand their vision for the next year and have that written down so they can understand what is it they're working on. You know, in scaling up, we often talk about the one-page personal plan because that's about aligning your own goals personally yeah. with everyone to begin, whether it's friends, family, fitness, faith, fun, finances, getting that list together and saying, right, what do I need to work on? So actually having that link into a business, we talk about the one page strategic plan in a business, it does the same thing. It's about alignment, it's about connect connectivity. So everyone can see where they should be going, what they need to be doing and when they need to be doing it. It's also um, getting into the habit of setting goals, both professionally and personally. What you just described is, you know, you mentioned the one page personal plan and it's the five Fs, faith, family, finance, fitness, and fun. But well, well, you know, I had I had fun on, which is my sixth, which I noticed oh. Andy Bailey uses. In uh, Andy Bailey uses, I use fun, faith, family, fun. Sorry, faith, family, finance, finance, fitness, fitness, and friends. Oh, is that what it is? But anyway, yes. And so it's a question of okay, where you know, setting a goal. What, where do I see myself in terms of personal finance? Yeah, ninety days from now, a year from now. What are, where do I see myself in personal fitness? Do I want to lose ten pounds? Do I want to play tennis three times a week on a regular basis? Um, sort of setting those goals. And I think, listen, I am one to admit I am not the best at setting goals. I'm getting better and better at it. But it's not just one thing to set a goal. It's to write it down and to to actually measure and track it. You know, it's it's like one of those things. It's like taking a sticky note and putting it on the mirror yeah so that every time every day. You, you see it every day and it says do 10 push-ups okay if i see that if i'm constantly reminded of that i'm more likely to do 10 push-ups than if i don't post that anywhere around so if i've got it written and i'm being reminded on a regular basis hey this is something that you said you wanted to do because somehow this is going to improve you as an individual you as an employee you as a leader you as an organization, then that's, uh, that's a great business habit that we're trying to, you know, uh, implement in many organizations. And actually, you said it there, isn't it? That thing about visual reminder, this is come full circle again, you know, we can put the post it on the mirror, we can see it says don't do 10 push ups. But actually, 
This is what Align does, isn't it? If we're using that software on a regular basis to track where we are, we've got yeah. that visual reminder of what we said we're going to be doing. So every employee can see the things they're meant to be doing to guide them there. And they're the one who's created them themselves. They've not just been pushed down and dictated to. They've had a chance to buy into that. That's right. Then they can drive their own goals. And I think that's the key. And, and listen, I don't want to make this. You can do this in Excel spreadsheets. You can do this with post-it notes around the office. It's just yeah. getting into the habit uh, and certainly there are software tools like mine that make it easier. So when you're going, when you've only got five employees, you're a really small organization, you've got big dreams An Excel spreadsheet is probably good enough for you to know what everybody's working on. Uh, but if you're growing from 10 employees to 20 employees over the next 12 months, or if you want to go from 50 employees to 100 employees over the next 36 months, you and I both know that when you're growing at that kind of an exponential rate, chaos send, tends to creep in a little bit. You, you as a business leader or you as a manager, you start to lose as much knowledge as you had when you only had five employees of what everybody is doing. And so what this does is it just helps make sure that what everybody is doing is the right thing, that they're focused on and doing things that we as an organization have all agreed is the most important strategic work that we can be focused on. Because if you give employees the freedom to just go do anything, everybody will come up with all kinds of wonderful priorities. They go, well, I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to focus on that. Now, that's great, but achieving that priority may not necessarily have the impact that we want on the business. So we want people doing the right work and focused on that right work that we think is really going to have a positive impact on the business. And that's why we call it Align. Yeah. It's perfect. So look, I, I love this. And, you know, we could go and we can go into the, the minutiae of making this system work. But the bit I'm taking away, this is actually finding an internal champion, working with someone like a coach, and that could be an internal coach as well, to create mm -hmm. the system, put the data into it, use the system, create the process, put that into the system. So then you can review it on a regular basis through your dailies, your weeklies, your monthly huddles, creating a strategic plan, putting it into a line so people can use it and tracking it. That's the key to it. So you have that, seeing it in red, yellow, and green, it's clear it's in in plain view in front of you track it on a regular basis that's the thing that keeps you aligned and keeps you on track with your going so you're keeping yourself honest what you're doing um apart from apart from working with a scaling up coach because you know i'd love to promote that that people, people should be working with a scaling up coach. you should be working with a scaling up you coach. should be Absolutely. exactly yeah. exactly for those companies <laughs> who want to do it themselves which i'm sure there are some people out there how can they get involved with a line as well you know what's the other absolutely so listen, Phil, I will tell you about half of our user base are not working with a coach. Um, so about 50% of our customers have the luxury and the privilege of working with a scaling up coach or other coach, independent, whatever it might be. Yeah, there are, and there are certain There are others available. Uh, and certainly there are lots and lots of small and mid-sized companies that don't yet um, either have the resources available to devote to a full coaching engagement um, or they're just not ready yet. And they, what we would refer to as self-implementers. They've read the book, they've gone to a workshop, they've watched a webinar online, and they think that they can do this themselves. And there are many that absolutely can. Um, they are welcome to use, and they essentially what they do is they come to us and say, we want to implement these good habits in our business. And we want to use your software as a tool that's going to make it easier and a little more efficient in order to implement them as we do this ourselves. Um, and so they can just go to aligntoday.com is our website. 
um, and they can learn more about the software. Um, and then listen, sometimes we have companies that will start self-implementing and they will reach a phase where they are like, you know, I think we're, we're ready for some assistance. We've done as much as we can ourselves. And now we need some guidance and we need a, uh, um, a, a guide who's going to take us up the mountain. And so they will reach out and, and sort of ask for an introduction to scaling up coaches as well. We do that sometimes. Um, but yes, you can absolutely do this with a coach. You can do this without a coach. Um, and you can learn a lot about the software at aligntoday.com. Perfect. And I think that's a great point of going to aligntoday.com align because of the information there. And the key message there is one way or another, you should be using some form of tracking tool to track your progress. Align is a system that we use and works, but you could do it on paper and pen, but we know the best Absolutely. ones have got a system that uses, does the same thing, makes it more efficient for you. So this is the key to this message. Listen, it just depends at what stage of, of growth are you in your business. If you're at the stage where a pen and paper still works well, just like the original serial entrepreneur, yeah. uh, there was a time where getting pages faxed in was okay, but as that business was growing, it no longer became a real viable option in order to get updates and, and know how well individual team members were performing and executing. And so, um, you know, there are certain companies that can do this on paper, that can do this on Excel spreadsheets, and that's great. And that's a great way to start. Uh, and hopefully your journey of success will get you to the level where paper and Excel spreadsheets aren't really going to cut it. Because if you've got 50 employees putting all of those KPIs on a spreadsheet does become a little unmanageable. And that's when you need sort of a cloud-based um, SaaS application that anyone can access from anywhere in the world on a mobile device and have real-time access to all that data. Yeah. I love it. And it goes back 10 years ago, as you said, when the business was set up originally, it was set up because someone realized that they were faxing information in from India, which could be done electronically. So actually, this right. is it was a very crazy. inefficient system. It was yeah. a very inefficient system. That's right. Yeah, we've all seen it. So Eugene, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you. It's been great just to talk through this, you know, from my own knowledge, having used the system and seeing it work and actually seeing how it can be implemented in other clients. I think there's a, there's lots here for people. And I think that the key message is you should be on some form of system. Um, People have got access to where to come find you, aligntoday.com. How they want to reach out, if they wanted to reach out to you personally, where they connect with you? Uh, my email address is E-T-E-R-K. That's my first initial and last name at aligntoday.com. I would welcome uh, any questions. Anybody wants to talk to me, learn more, or just have a conversation, um, I'd, I'd welcome the opportunity. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. It's always nice to see you. It was great hanging out with you in Dallas. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get to see each other uh, hopefully more now that this pandemic hopefully is starting to subside. People are traveling and uh, um, being in person is always uh, much better. It's great. We're hoping to do more of it. And I think it's great, you know, at the end of the day. And we also write up great show notes from this show as well. So the, the, those details will be in the show notes. So you can look down great. on your, your podcast app, whatever you get, wherever you're getting your podcast and find the show notes with all that detail. In yeah, there. and so, certainly you, you can also find me on LinkedIn and communicate with me that way as well. Oh, brilliant. Okay, we'll put the link in. Eugene, thank you. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you so much, Phil. I hope you have a wonderful week and I appreciate the opportunity to chat. You're welcome. Thank you. Take care. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I've enjoyed recording it. This is just one of the great conversations I've had the privilege of being part of since I started recording the Sparks Baconian podcast. So please go back and listen to some of the others. There's some great content in there for some great contributors. And also, while you're at it, please leave a review of this show. 
with your comments because that helps other people like you find this content. And we want to bring about the change that we really know matters to people. It helps us grow. And also think about what actions you want to take because there's no point just listening passively. We want you to pick it up and do something with it. So what are the three key things you want to do? I can't hold you accountable, but if you want to, drop me a note, phil at igniumconsult.com. We're always keen to listen to what you have to say and actually introduce guests to us that you think will bring relevance to other people. We wish you well. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. Give us a review. Thank you.